social media engagement um, should actually get more traction, I think, because everyone wants to look at likes and how many follows they have and things like that. But engagement's where it's at. So engagement is how many people are commenting and liking and engaging with your content. Um, and that's actually more important than how many likes you have or how many yeah. followers. You could have, you know, 60 followers to an account and not one of them doing anything with you. Yeah. But you might as well have none. Welcome to the Digital Marketing Wingman Podcast, the podcast where we bring you helpful tips and advice on websites, Google, and social media. Hello, everybody. I'm Nathan George, and welcome to the Digital Marketing Podcast. This is episode number five, and today we've got Kerry Bennett from Yellow Door Digital joining us. Hi, how are you going? Thank you. Thanks for coming on the show. Um, so today, Kerry runs um, a digital marketing agency in Geelong. Tell us a little bit more about what you do, Kerry, and what sort of clients you work with. Sure. Thanks, Nathan. Um, Yellow Door is a freelance business, so it's just me, but I um, work with small to medium businesses and mm-hmm. help them out with um, all their facets of digital marketing to navigate them through the jungle and help them work out what's what priorities and what's important and what they should be working on. Okay, cool. And, what, and do you specialise in anything in particular or is it very holistic like do you look at all aspects or do you focus on paid advertising or social media or or I tend to be um, email marketing social media and SEO um, are the three big needs um, where people kind of need the most help to sort something out work out a strategy and put it into place action it excellent excellent Mm. and how do you find the uh, the business community in Geelong great Awesome, yeah. yeah everyone, I mean, you're you and I met in, yeah, in at right. the Geelong Chamber of Commerce, I believe. I and think so, yeah, yeah, something like that. And um, yeah, the whole community's been great, actually. So really supportive, and I think Geelong's a bit like that anyway. So yeah, been really fortunate, and I've been operating now for maybe just on a year or just under a year. Yep. And yeah, I've met some really great people and been really supportive, and awesome. yeah, been really great. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. Um, maybe you can give us a bit of the uh, a bit of an insight into what what's new in social media at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what social media networks are, are really popular right now? Well, I think Instagram is hot. Mm-hmm. Um, Instagram stories, particularly. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that mean Facebook's dying? I don't think so. Not at all. No. No. no Facebook's still there um, for a business. Yep. Being on Facebook has always been important. I think. Instagram just offers that behind the scenes, real time, real fun content that they can add to the behind behind the scenes of their business. So, is Instagram more engaging? Is it, the content is better on Instagram? People are enjoying using Instagram more. I think it just tells the story a little bit better, and that's become really important with social media to tell the story about who you are, who mm-hmm. your business is, what your pain points are, and how you're solving them. And that really helps you be relatable to your customers. Yep. And I think Instagram does that really well. Um, so yeah. Okay. Um, you said Instagram Stories is is really popular right now. Mm-hmm. What is it about Instagram Stories that's that's so popular? I mean, Facebook has a, a version of Stories. Snapchat obviously was the originator with Stories. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it about Instagram Stories that's so popular right now? Well, I think Instagram. You mentioned Snapchat. Instagram stories have stolen some of that Snapchat love mm. and got the filters on it, um, added the stickers and the gifts, and it's pretty endless in regards to the the fun you can have doing Instagram stories. I um I must admit I was a big fan of Snapchat mm-hmm. until Instagram stories came out, and I haven't really used it since. As soon as, as soon as Instagram stories came out, 
an existing audience on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I guess most businesses would have already had businesses hadn't quite jumped fully into the Snapchat world. It was still a very young individual network. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when Instagram came out with stories, there was no need for businesses to transition to Snapchat anymore, I felt. Yeah, yeah, I think as soon as you say there's another platform that a business has to manage, the head goes in the sand and they don't want to know about mm. it. So Snapchat was like that. So mm. early adopters got onto it. They're having a bit of fun with it. The filters, you know, who didn't love the filters, you know, put over your face and have mm. a bit of fun there. Mm-hmm. So when Instagram kind of went that way, they were already working in the familiar environment where people had got their head around it. They were like, okay, I understand this platform. It's yeah. pretty. I'm liking to play with it. And now I'll take the next step to stories and using the filters. I must admit, that's the only time I use Snapchat now is when my daughter wants to use the filters mm-hmm. to play. She doesn't send any messages, but she uses the filters to play. <laughs> so, so on that, you said, you know, users are not wanting to, or businesses in particular, are not wanting to have to manage another another channel, another social mm-hmm. media channel when they've already got Instagram, presumably. Um, how do businesses best manage multiple channels? If you're on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, how can you... Realistically manage all of those channels at once. I I don't think it's realistic to think that you can manage all of those channels if you don't have the labour force to do it. So I'd reverse engineer it and encourage my clients to reverse engineer it and start going, how much time have I got per week to spend on social media? Social media and your marketing is one aspect of your business, of anybody's business. So you need to... Um, put down some time and go, okay, am I going to spend two hours um, a week on this, two hours a month? How long have I got? And then work it from there because if you've only got two hours a month, you can't possibly manage all those channels and manage them well. Mm. So it's best to go, okay, which ones can I manage? How much time have I got? And how can I manage those well? Do the ones you do and do them well. And I assume you identify with your clients which ones are going to get the most reward, like the most best return on investment, which Mm -hmm. where, where their audience is and... Yeah, it's twofold, right? Because you do also have to do the ones that you naturally naturally gravitate to because yeah. you're not going to work – if you don't like Snapchat, mm. it's going to be hard to use for you. So you've yeah. got to do a bit of a balance between where your customers are. Yes. But social media has got such a broad breadth, especially your Facebook and your Instagram. Mm-hmm. Your customers are probably going to be there mm-hmm. um, unless you're a really unique skew. Yes. Um, so I would go, yes, look where your audience is and where they're active – but also have a look at what you like doing. What, what's going to be easy for you to do? Because if it's easier for you to do and you enjoy it, you're going to be on there. So is Facebook still the default? You ha- pretty much any business should be on Facebook. Is that a default answer? I think there's just such a huge audience to turn your back on Facebook yeah. is is pretty brave. It's just about anyone. Whether you think that maybe certain industries or professions um, might not be inclined to be on Facebook, but in their personal lives, they're going to be on Facebook, aren't they? A lot there's, there's are, people, yeah. yeah. And I know Insta- a lot of people that don't want to be on Facebook and I, and I get that and they do say, do I need to have a Facebook page for my business? Yeah. Do I need to then set up a fa- personal Facebook page to manage that? Yeah. And the answer is yes, you do. Whether you make that personal page active and you you know put photos of your kids up, that's up to you. Yeah. But when running a business, I think you at least need to have your Facebook presence there. Is yeah. Instagram heading the same way? It's kind of a default answer for most businesses. It is, again, so broad mm. um, that you do definitely need to consider it. What about um, businesses that kind of – they don't have a visually appealing – well, they, they tell you they don't have a visually appealing product. Um, maybe they're waste management or um, accountants is mm. another one that, you know, what, what can an accountant show? How can they – I guess, get on these channels and appeal to these audiences with what they perceive as boring content. And I think 
that in lies the problem with a lot of people when they come to social media they sit down what am I going to talk about and they're thinking about the products that they have not the solutions their customers need mm-hmm. so if you're an accountant somebody's not coming to you to look at your books and your um, you know shiny stationery they're coming to you for a solution they want answers to how can I have financial freedom or how can I manage this and know that you know I'm, I'm compliant mm. so having those kind of thoughts in your mind when you're creating content about what the customer wants at the end what you're not selling accountancy you're selling a, a solution to people's problem yeah and do you have to be fun like do you need to be do you need to be silly or you know doing boomerangs and you know quirky little things or can it can it be serious on social media I think you can do both. Yep. We, we all like a little bit of comedy in our lives and lightheartedness. Yep. If you've got quite a serious business, you know, maybe there's times when you're not so fun. Mm-hmm. But playing with it and building a brand and building a personality behind that, yeah. I think, is a great, pl- a great thing to do on social media. Okay, great. All right, so moving on, um, what would you – can you explain for our audience what social media engagement is? What does that entail? How do you measure social media engagement? Social media engagement um, should actually get more traction, I think, because everyone wants to look at likes and how many follows they have and things like that. But engagement's where it's at. So engagement is how many people are commenting and liking and engaging with your content. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's actually more important than how many likes you have or how many followers. You could have, you know, 60 followers to an account and not one of them doing anything with you. You most well have none. Yeah, right. Mm. And so how do you drive more engagement? How do you do, do the right things to increase that how do you get people to comment and Mm -hmm. like individual posts and message you and do all those things that you want there's a couple of strategies to do it one of them is making sure your content is engaging and Mm -hmm. so by asking questions by having that solution focused approach as opposed to selling to people Mm -hmm. often people make the mistake of going hey we have a special Mm -hmm. nobody's got to know you yet so you've got to know like um, and trust you've got to build those three things through your social media yeah so asking a question is a big one that i you know i've heard and try to use as much as i can when Mm. i remember to do it but um you know directing people or telling people what to do or in in marketing is is a big thing Mm -hmm. so actually prompting someone to do something on social media how much effect does that have do you think do you think asking a question in every post is a reasonable thing to do or i think we need to get creative about how we ask them i saw somebody um in geelong the other day and they did it was a real estate company and they posted hey where's this address you know who's who can guess Uh where this house is in geelong west and i thought that's actually a great way to it a little bit a little bit so they weren't asking a question they were well they were asking a question but they weren't asking it in the traditional way so thinking about how you can engage your audience even on facebook um you know adding a couple of paragraphs involves somebody pressing the more button to expand that yes that's counted as engagement so is it really it is just expanding more yeah Ah. that's engaged they've touched your content so that's become engaging interesting Did not know that. Yeah, there you go. A couple oh, of paragraphs beautiful. and uh, don't worry about the short content. <laughs> nice. Okay. And so posts, obviously businesses are at the end of the day, they're there to make money and mm-hmm. they're on social media to drive business. Um, creating posts with offers or products or services, you don't want to obviously overdo it and saturate your audience with just buy my stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. How much, How as it like maybe a percentage, how, how often do you think is reasonable to post something that's salesy versus something that's more um, community-based or just uh, inspirational or, you know, building your little tribe Mm. online versus selling. Yeah. Um, I tend to go with one in eight. One in eight? One in eight. Not much. No. 
Not often because back to that no like trust, right? So most of the time somebody's come to your Facebook or they've come somewhere, they've Mm. come to to you, Mm -hmm. you don't want to hit them with an offer straight away going, hey, buy my stuff. So it's all about no like, no like, no like, trust, buy. As uh, Gary Vee, the jab, 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 right hook. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, Yeah, it's kind of the same thing, right? But I wouldn't use that platform to shout, offers at people and getting them to buy because there's so many touch points you know i might see somebody on instagram mm-hmm. i might visit their website i might see what they're doing over on facebook i might you know google them see what else is happening I might talk to my friends yeah. might see who else is connected with that with that brand before i'm starting to trust them before i'm ready to buy from them yeah. depending on the value of what i'm going to buy yes. you know, if it's a shirt for you know 50 bucks maybe i'll just hit buy straight away but the bigger the value the more trust you're going to need absolutely yeah the long those long purchasing decisions mm-hmm. that yeah that take 10 15 20 30 touch points before someone even considers yeah. buying yeah you. so i say one in eight but that's a real average um, yeah, you've got course. to kind of find uh, out what's right for your brand yeah um but at, if you need if a you're guide, selling if, you want it, if you're want selling answer. budget products you know where the pricing is cutthroat and you are the appeal to your business is your pricing maybe mm-hmm. you can post a little bit more salesy stuff mm-hmm. um but yeah as you said those sort of more expensive purchases probably less and, and I think they don't get as much engagement as well because people see it as an offer. Yeah. So you're going to cost your engagement slightly to maybe get that offer out there. Yeah. Um, so just on shopping, have you had much to do with Instagram uh, tagging of products and shopping ads? I've had a little bit to do with it, yeah. Yeah. What, do you think that's a successful strategy at the moment? I think it's definitely a space to watch. I think we may see Instagram have that whole experience happen natively in the app mm-hmm. rather than taking them taking them away mm-hmm. um but it's definitely if you're in an e-com biz um i would definitely consider i've seen clients that have a have a really good instagram following do really really well out of it mm-hmm. um but those that who didn't have an instagram a great instagram following try to implement it it wasn't as successful so if you're already i think really good on that platform mm-hmm. it's a it's a brilliant add-on but uh, yeah if you're not quite uh, you haven't quite got your Instagram down pat. It's not quite as successful. I think, it, yeah, that no like trust again. Yeah, you've got, yeah, yeah. You've got yeah. that audience that is already engaged with you. They've seen your stuff. They've been going behind the scenes. They've they've got your personality. So yeah, actually, so that sort of clarifies. Actually, it's it's more about um, I, I think just uh, using paid ads on Instagram to a new audience is 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 equal to any other platform you know you're mm-hmm. trying to knock on the door of people that haven't been exposed to your brand before mm-hmm. but if you're hitting that audience that's already engaging with you then obviously they're going to be far more likely to buy mm. yeah well they say it's always um cheaper to get a repeat customer than it is to get a new one so yeah absolutely mm. so what are the best types of posts that uh, businesses can be creating mm-hmm. in order to get more engagement so I think if you mix up your posts as well. So if you're, if we talk Facebook, because obviously there's different yep. types, but let's talk about Facebook. If you're doing a picture post every single time, I'd mm-hmm. start mixing it up and start looking at different types of posts, including video. Yeah. And they say that, I guess that video gets so much more engagement, depending on which article you read. Sometimes it's three times more engagement. Sometimes it's 10 times. Sometimes it's 20 more times. It depends mm-hmm. on the audience again, again, I guess. Um, what about um, advertising-wise? If you're actually paying for ads, mm-hmm. what what type, what media formats are getting more results, better results? Again, it's video. Yeah. yeah, I think because there's fewer in the market as well. Where you know a lot of people hiding behind, and I'm guilty too, yeah. hiding behind you know the keyboard and not wanting to be sort of out and in front of people. So video is just a little bit uh, fresher yeah. and a little bit uncommon. So okay, and one of the ad formats that I I've always sort of shied away from is the carousel on facebook Mm -hmm. 
And I don't know, what are your thoughts on carousels? Because I have a, a bit of an argument sometimes with, with some uh, friends about whether they work or not. And I've sort of come to the conclusion that carousels are really appealing to females. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. I don't know if it's backed by fact, but just from my personal um, conversations... Mm. What are your thoughts? I thought they worked really well when they first came out because they were different. And, yeah. and again, that different type of posting um, mechanism. Yeah. I think they've moved away slightly. I haven't seen as great the engagement be as good on um, the carousel posts, particularly in ads right. um, over the past six months. Yep. So I've steered away from them myself, to mm. be honest. But You're on my side. Yeah, I am. <laughs> and I'm female, so maybe, maybe mm. the tide is turning. But. I do say that, though, but I literally yesterday designed a carousel ad just to mm. try it out for a client. Yeah. And I've seen a new trend, actually, where the images are all linked. Mm. So it's one really, really long panoramic type uh, ad mm-hmm. that, that, that actually in- encourages you to scroll along so you continue to see the rest of the image. So maybe mm. that's a new uh, tactic that... That works i'm not sure I've, I've seen something like that as well it was their building and it was yeah, done all the way yeah, across yeah. And that was really great i've also seen where they at the end of one image they might have um a, a graphic that yes. then connects with the next one yeah um so sort of side to side i've seen partial words mm-hmm. so that you you want to know what the rest of that word actually spells mm-hmm. and i've also seen obviously you can't use too much text on a facebook ad they mm-hmm. penalize you or sometimes um ban or not ban but block your ad from mm-hmm. showing if there's too much text yeah um, but artistically placing the text with like a, a non-standard font behi- partially behind a person mm-hmm. and it's huge and so it's getting away with the large text but mm-hmm. it's because it's part of like this image that I guess doesn't automatically get detected as text so yeah. I guess testing's the main thing isn't it so Absolutely. and that's what you've been doing putting it out there seeing what your engagement's going to be like yeah and for every industry it will be different so if yeah, if you want to try video, you want to try carousel ads. It's about or even posts. It's about testing it, and seeing what your engagement's been like, putting different offers or messages on it. Yeah. Now I'm I'm a bit passionate about cameras and creating little videos, and I'm by no means a, a videographer, but I like tinkering and editing and playing with those things. But what about those that don't necessarily have that inclination? They don't have the gear um, or the editing software. What's an easy way to get video content going on social media? Well, I think you've got to start somewhere as well. So, excuse me. If you've got your phones, grab a drink. <laughs> your phone is the easiest way to capture video content. If you've got good lighting, and you can Google anything to you know, hey, best video tips. You yeah. know, if you've got good lighting, you've got your, your camera can be steady. You can pretty much create a decent video that you can put out. And it doesn't have to be of your face. People sort of go, oh, video, I don't want to do it. Start doing video. Biggest barrier is is that getting over, being seeing yourself on camera, isn't it? Mm. So start doing video that's not of yourself. Start yeah. doing it of outside your building or some stuff you're working on. Yeah. Um, maybe where you're heading or some video that doesn't involve your face. Yeah. Maybe get your staff if you've got them and get them so that you... Um, yeah, you don't have to do it if they can relax and yeah, get yeah. into it. Yeah. I mean, a 15, I mean, you can get a $15 iPhone tripod on eBay. Yeah. Maybe less. Maybe $5 to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can just get a couple of books and lean it against. But that, mm-hmm. that having a steady shot can sometimes make it look that much more professional. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, being in front of a window, having your subject in front of a window and point, not, not obviously pointing the camera towards the window, pointing it the other direction so you're mm-hmm. capturing that natural light. 
I think so, also your background, maybe sometimes if you if you are doing one to camera, yeah. having a, a bit of a clear background will help people not be distracted from that. So it doesn't have to be flat white, yeah. but you know somewhere where there's maybe just one image or one picture or a couch or something like that. So it's quite simple and less distracting. And how long should a video be? I mean, this is how long is a piece of string, <laughs> but you know when you're starting out, what should you, what should you be really aiming for? People's attention is pretty limited, yeah. so I would aim for shorter is better. Yeah, um, but don't do five seconds. You know, no. do, do maybe fifteen seconds um, or under. I would aim for doing something along those lines. Okay. Um, what about long form video? Do you think there's a place for long form video? Is it somewhere else other than Facebook? Depends on your message as well. So if you've got um, you know something that's that doesn't need to be long form and you start dragging it out into yep. you know a minute, you're going to lose your audience. So it's got to retain that that energy and enthusiasm throughout it. Okay. All right. So to wrap all of this up, if you were to write a one page or a half page strategy, if you're just starting out your business and you wanted to, um, you know, get a bit of a plan in place for what what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. What are the what, what, give us a couple of things that you should really map out to start? Mm-hmm. I'd first look at your time. How much time are you going to spend on social media? Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, you work out what platforms you're going on. Yep. From there, you can then start going. I want to plan my content, and, I, and we haven't really touched on this, but if you can't plan your content, you're going to struggle because you know tomorrow comes around really quick. Yes. And next thing you're searching around for some content to post and that's when you post the least engaging type the of content. anything post, just get yeah. it out regardless. Yeah. And yeah. you go, hey, what do you guys think? That's the kind of question you end up with because you haven't had that time and that space to think about it. You've got that pressure of posting. So yeah, yeah, with that with that time that you dedicate to your social media, yes. you go, radio, I'm going to plan that. And you can use some tools. In Facebook, you can um, do it within within Facebook schedule a post schedule. just in Facebook yeah, yeah. Um, Instagram there's lots of tools that you can use to schedule your Instagram as well yep what's your preferred tool for Instagram I'm scheduling? a Plannerly girl Plannerly uh, do I know Planner? I don't think I've heard of Plannerly mm-hmm. there you go ah. learning something new so we use later.com yep. which we just got onto we were using Hootsuite but it doesn't do automatic posting to Instagram it still mm-hmm. does the notification to app yep. I think Unless things have changed. It's my understanding that, yeah. Yeah, so later was the first one that we found that did the posting for you automatically. Um, and I've quite enjoyed the visual calendar, mm-hmm. dropping yeah. and dragging things on there. Um, and a little a little thing we do, I don't know if this is recommended or not, but we, we map out a, a type of post mm-hmm. for every day of the week. So we might do like a Tuesday tip, uh, a Wednesday client showcase, a Thursday blog and Friday fun or something like that. Um, are those good ideas or do they get a bit boring or... I think it, you're planning, so that's that's a good start. Yeah, um, I guess it sort of makes it easier to fill your calendar, fill your mm-hmm. fill your plan. Yeah. Yeah. So if you sit down and you know start planning your calendar like you guys are, yeah. and making making sure that you're touching all the points of what the pain points of your client are. Yeah. So if your clients are saying, you know, I don't, I need a new website, or I need help with digital marketing then you know, what are the questions are they asking and make sure you're, you're touching those within that content that you're planning for them. What does that post that you're putting together answer for that client. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, that's some brilliant advice. <laughs> Thanks, Kerry. Um, if you like this podcast, please um, jump into iTunes, uh, give, it a, give it a review and give it a rating if possible. And um, you'll find uh, the recording of this so you can see our faces on YouTube. And uh, the other links will be on, on the Pixel website. So, Kerry, how can we, if anyone wants to contact you after this show, how can they get in touch or find you in your business? You can find me on LinkedIn, um, Twitter or or Facebook um, or yellowdoordigital.com.au. Awesome. Thanks, Kerry. Thanks for having me. See ya.